Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers. Who are lazy? Hello, everyone. Hello. How are we all doing? Are you thinking, ah, it's it's probably been a while since you last recorded. Why do you still sound sick, Tony? It's an excellent question, isn't it? (laughs) It has been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's either a new cold or it's the same cold. And I've got like that super cold that is apparently... Super cold. Super cold. <laughs> so yes, I sound like rubbish. Don't worry. I feel like rubbish. <laughs> I, I, feel, no, I feel okay today. Middle of the week, it was, it was difficult. Uh, but I've had a lot of sleep, <laughs> that's helped. Need a lot of liquor. And I can attest to Tony's had a lot of liquid since I've been here. Um, so I had, yeah, I've had a lem sip and then had a large latte and I'm now drinking a large chai latte. Yeah, and you've got some water on. Yeah, at the ready. At the ready. The many liquids. I like to say that's related to this cold, but it's actually just what I do yeah. <laughs> on a normal day. Yeah, I always have at least like three cups on the go next to me. Someone at my work has started counting how many drinks I have, just as like a running joke. Oh, okay. Not right. to like be, to be no, mean, but as like to, a running joke. Just because you need a joke to keep you awake in the office. So yeah, yeah, so like he'll come by the desk and he's like, one, two, three, you're slacking, where's yeah. the fourth? <laughs> oh, I like that, that's fun. Yeah. And then he counts just science jokes. Yeah, and then he counts everyone else's, and like he, and then I he calls me like, "Oh, you're the winner," because I always have the most drinks, and I'm like, "Office banter." Yeah, I like it. Like (laughs) when I was in an office, I now work self-employed from home. I'm also a content. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm a content writer and social media manager for hire. So you know, she's really good. Hit me up. Even if you just want me to do a an audit on your current social media and give you some steps going forward. Just a couple of posts if you've got like a little campaign running yeah. you just need a bit of extra help with. There we go, sorted. I've done that for today. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked in the office, I always had a coffee or some, yeah. a coffee, let's not joke, that I'd made in the office. A coffee I'd got from the coffee shop. Yeah. And then some water and usually a can of Coke. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all necessary. Yeah, I don't want to be getting up. I, although it does mean I need to go for a wee a lot more often. So I'm getting up anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten quite used to like the luxury of like unobserved toilet breaks. Because mm. sometimes, you know, it's just like taking your time because you can. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, everyone must think I'm pooping a lot. Because <laughs> I just take a long time. Um, yeah, I think that everyone used to think that I had like four poos a day at work. Like when I worked full time in an office. Yeah. But I was just on my phone, just enjoying sitting down yeah. <laughs> in a, a different break. environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, they all quite happily eat their lunches at their desks. And I'm like, how do you just sit in one spot again? This is the... The thing I may not may not have maybe coming into play. Yeah, maybe. But I was like, how do you just sit in one spot the whole day? You don't remove yourself from your working space. Like they'll have a break, but they sit at their desk in just front in of the their screen. Place, yeah. And I'm like, you need to like you need to remove yourself from your workspace. You break need to, to have a break. mental break, yeah. which means you look at something different. Preferably, maybe get a bit of fresh air. They're not working when they have these breaks, though. But they're only like just sat in front of their computer. Mm. Like on their phones, or like one of them reads a book, and I'm like, 
Oh, let's get that over. But they have no, for, there's no outside seating. There's nowhere to go outside. For a while, I used to, like, when I worked full-time, I used to eat my lunch and then go for a walk and yeah. listen to my audio book. Just, just round the Egyptian festival. Yeah, no, I, um... My last job, <laughs> there wasn't really time for breaks. Yeah, what is breaks? Uh, and then when I started staging a protest in my last six months and actually forcibly taking my break, that's when I used to go sit outside. Yeah. And, I mean, because the last job I had was on a hospital site, there weren't that many nice places to sit in a hospital. And just going to cruise by <laughs> all the unwell people. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I go to a hospital, the one you worked at, mm. those little patches of grass are always full of staff just trying to get a bit of fresh air. Yeah, like, we're obviously, in a hospital, it's just windowless corridors of doom. Yeah. Like, it could be any time Fake of day. Yeah. Yeah. It could be any time of day. Like, the outside world, there could have been, like, an apocalypse and you just wouldn't know inside a hospital. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then you just get staff, and you get really unwell people. Like, someone will will themselves out for a fag, for a uh, cigarette. Cigarette, yeah. Sorry, for the say. American audiences. <laughs> <laughs> for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, we'll just will themselves out, catheter. There was one guy who had, like, mm. bone splints. Yeah. And you could see his, like, bone, like it was, like, healing. Uh, and he'd just, like, wheel himself through the main corridor, past my desk, outside, for <laughs> cigarette and that was just like you'd just be sat next to that just trying to like have your lunch so my dad's wife uh works at the hospital that he yeah. used to work at and she was um she does admin something along those lines and she was at, at the desk on her ward doing like type 2 yeah. types a patient who was waiting to have surgery on his leg because he had blood clots from heroin use I believe Ooh, um, it got infected or something and he came up to the desk to ask or complain to her about something and then his leg exploded whilst he was talking God. to her yeah we used to have because we had fundraising stalls on the main hospital corridor mm. I'm like I don't know many fundraisers who have had to plan and had to put into place like an, an, like act them out um, for the eventuality of someone bleeding across your stall yeah because we had so we had this was a fundraising event for the neonatal ward. Mm. So we had, like, ex-neonatal babies that are grown up to be there to be, like... Because neonatal parents, they get very attached to the unit if they've spent a lot of time. It's great. Yeah. They get very involved. So you've got neonatal parents whose kids are, like, 9, 10-ish who mm. are still fundraising actively. Yeah. And so you've got anything from, like, very ill newborns to... 10 year olds running around we also had the patient therapy dogs because like children and dogs great way to get people to yeah, donate yeah definitely yeah even though like we didn't we didn't i don't think we funded the patient therapy dogs but still they were like a good drawing they're cute but then this guy walks through and bled across everything oh, there was blood on like on the f- bottom of like the little booties of one of the babies who'd oh, been toddling no. about so this baby toddled through the puddle of blood oh. And then, like, toddled it up and down the corridor. And, like, blood in the hospital is really serious. Like, you get deep clean yeah. in for that. And then my um, my boss was freaking out because they were going to shut down. Like, you have to shut down when yeah, it's blood. Yeah, for a proper clean. Like, a yeah, proper deep clean. And she was freaking out at me. And uh, she was like, you need to get some cloth. I was like, I'm not touching. No. Stranger blood on the floor. No. 
<laughs> like I have, I, we prepared for this. I've got the number I'm supposed to call. We need to cordon this area off. And she was like, what are we going to do about fundraising? I was like, I feel like the blood on the floor sounds like, yeah. is more important. It sounds like, like you're um, worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah, priorities. I was like, let's sort the blood and then we will reassess our fundraising opportunities. Because <laughs> oh. I feel like people aren't going to donate with puddles of blood, blood around yeah. you. It is probably not a drawer of the crowd. No, not really. Um, no. Yeah, like when I worked in nightclubs and there'd be vomit and I'd be like, nope, not my job. Can you just go clean that up? No, no, I do not clean up vomit. Well, one of the cafe jobs I had, the one that was in the, you know, the park. Yeah. We were in charge of cleaning the loos there, Mm. but because I was the only one who could stomach it, for some reason, Mm. like, I've never, I've never had, like, an elderly relative to take care of or young children, but for some reason, I'm all right with gross stuff. Lovely fluids. Yeah. So it was always my job to do the (laughs) the loos. And because they have a splash park where this cafe is, like, you'd get just some interesting people Mm. using those loos. And, like, just the regularity with which there's, like, poo on the floor, on the walls. Mm. Why are you putting poo on the walls? Got so many questions. Why? But um, poo on the floor, accidents happen. But poo on the wall screams of intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, there was thought put into that, and that's what I take issue with. <laughs> Accidents happen. Yeah. You but should have cleaned up after yourself, whatever. But there's a poo on the wall. Someone's done that on purpose. Or someone has watched their child do it. Or and not cleaned it up. Yeah. So, but at least, like, come to the desk and lie and say, I've just gone to the loo and seen this. You don't have to tell us it was you. I went to the toilet. Somehow I slipped on the poo on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one time a customer who was feeling a bit poorly got into our staff toilet oh. and none of us realised. We were all like, who's been in the bathroom for the last two hours? Oh my God. And we were asking and we eventually realised it was none of the staff. Mm. So then we go and knock on the door and we're like, you do realise this is a staff toilet and not public? And he was like, I've had a bit of an accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. And we were like, what does that, what does yeah, that mean? What does it entail? Are you leaving this toilet or what? And then he was like, can you just can you just get me some cleaning supplies? I'll clean up after myself. And we're like, all right, what's happening? I can only describe it as an explosion from this man's bum. Because <laughs> it was up the walls. It was on staff bags. Who had left- <gasps> oh, People who had left their bags on the floor. I hung my bag up that day and I'm so glad. Yeah, it, it was over everything. Up the walls. And he'd just been there for like two hours wondering what to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I do with this? Yeah. On that lovely night. Anyway, today sorry, we're we, we might be about... time to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> There's ten minutes of us talking about blood and poo. Hi, welcome to the podcast. gritty reality is what you guys are here for. <laughs> if you heard that and it's not been cut out, sorry. Cool. Put a vomit emoji. I've got, if you, I mean. <laughs> people interested in my retail and like charity horror stories because i've got so many (laughs) i've had some interesting jobs over the years oh my god so if you're interested in this (laughs) i'll start doing more blogs about it (laughs) today we're going to talk about what we've been reading (laughs) (laughs) how do we even end up
off on that tangent. We were just talking about drinks and it went from there. Did it? Oh, my bad. (laughs) We'll listen back and we'll be like, that's the exact moment it went unhinged. (laughs) And this is our first recording of the day. Yeah. Not even like we could say we're delirious. And we were good this time. We didn't even talk for that long. So it's not like we're already tired and starting. No, we're just, this is just us. (laughs) So we're just going to have to admit this. I'm having to learn a lot about myself and you Mm. and the way our brains work. And share it with everyone, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, how, how is everyone else how you doing <laughs> i'm actually like on the verge uh, like i always wonder what what's too much to share on the internet so like the other week when i was talking about that weird fanfic, <laughs> and i was like shall i cut that out yeah but also someone no. must know <laughs> which can only you know there's only been a few things i've asked to be cut out so you can only imagine <laughs> i don't think i've asked anything to be cut out no the only thing you've asked to cut out is if you said people's names that you feel we oh yeah don't have a right to say yeah so i've got um i've had one of those couple of months couple of months one of yeah, those couple we, of months. we didn't do an update last month because we hadn't neither no. of us had read enough because october really kicked our butts I've been in that kind of mood where I keep picking up books but never getting beyond the first sit down and read. I'm just struggling. I don't know what's happening. I think October is just kicking our butts. Yeah. It's yeah. super cold. Super cold. Yeah. So I do have four books to talk about. That's more than me. Although I have got some listens, so... Uh, yeah, that's three, three audios in one physical book. Oh, one so I've e-book. got two and a half physicals and then two audio. Yeah. But one of them I might have mentioned in the previous reading update, so... Yeah. So Lucky you guys get to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start or shall I start? I will start because it's, um, it's one I know you were enthusiastic about reading. Mm-hmm. So I read The Gilded Ones. Oh, yes. Oh, I've still got that sitting there from the library. Yeah. I should probably renew that. It's well overdue. <laughs> yeah, I think the cover for the next book is has been released mm. and or the next book's so available to order. Mm. Um, I need to look into and it. Will you be getting it? Do you, yes. Did you enjoy it? Although, are you the kind of person that would read a series anyway? I, I would, unless it's completely horrible or yeah. too expensive... Mm-hmm. I usually will stubbornly stick it out. I'm yeah. not. I'm not like you. I don't DNF very often. Um, <laughs> it has to be really bad for me to give up. Yeah. Because I. I think it. I. I want to know how it ends. Um. And. And I, I like. I like bad literature. Bad literature that is still a good story. I'm like. I'll stick with this. Yeah. There's many different reasons I'll DNF something. But usually, Even, it's just if it's not. If I'm not vibing on it, and then it's. Not, not bringing me joy. Yeah. No, if I'm not enthusiastic about picking it up, I'll put it down. Like, DNF to me doesn't mean I'll never pick it up yeah. again. Yeah, no, for, like, I can't... If I don't finish reading it, it nags at me for ages. Like, there's, I think... There's one I didn't finish because I really wanted to... I wasn't in the right headspace to, like, give it energy. Mm. And then I put it down and it continuously nags at me. I've still got a book book from where I left off, even though at this point it's been two years. So... I'm going to have to start again. Oh, I love that when I pick up books and there's a bookmark and I'm like, oh, I, I started reading yeah. this at some point, did I? <laughs> so it's a real... It, it drives me mad, actually, if I don't finish something. Unless I really hate it. But yeah, I've got... I'm fine with cheesy, problematic literature. I will still finish it. Mm. <laughs> Even if I'm like, morally, I don't agree with a single thing I'm reading. I will still finish it. 
I've already spent the money, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know if I... Uh, did I mention it last time about me stopping Neon Gods? I know we discussed it. Did I talk about it on the I didn't podcast? know you'd stopped, yeah. Yeah, um, I listened to it as an audio on Spotify, which was fir- its first mistake, because it was on Spotify, so you can only listen to it on speed one. Okay. Which is just not for me. But yeah, I only got, I, I don't know, like an hour into it, and I was like, nope, and <laughs> just stopped I listening know why. to it. It just has, like, the worst version, bearing in mind I've not read Fifty Shades of Grey, the worst version of Consent. Oh. It was just unbelievable, and I wrote a better version oh, of it in my head. I remember you speaking about this. Yeah. So, like, Persephone, it's, it's kind of like um, a modern retelling almost. Persephone is escaping because her mum wants to, her to marry Zeus, so she escapes across to the underworld, and... Hades is like, um, why should I protect you? And she's like, oh, please just pretend to be my boyfriend so that Zeus leaves me alone or something like that. She's got to wait till she turns 21 so she can get her inheritance and then she can leave to go to special university or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, if you're my girlfriend, I have these uh, sex parties where everyone has sex in front of each other. If you're my girlfriend, it's only believable if you have sex with me in front oh, of people. Oh, I think this is in your yeah your and reading she's just like, for last month. Okay, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So yeah, I was just like, no, I could have written a better version myself. Yeah. So I stopped reading that. Fair enough. So um, gilded ones. Gilded ones. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. No, it's really good. It's by... I think I mentioned that I'd started this in the last one. Yeah, Namina Fauna, who... I love that. It's such a good name. I don't know what about that name, mm. but Namina Fauna. I'm just like, that just... It's so lyrical to yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like, flows. Um, it's difficult to say what culture it's set in, because mm. it appears to be, like, a made-up continent that goes from north to south, and everyone... Like, people in the north are very pale, like, Nordic-sounding, right down to the south, which is very African-sounding cultures. It's fantasy, hey? It's fantasy, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's set on, like, a real continent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it to me. I haven't researched that. Okay. Also, So, to me, it feels like a made-up continent mm-hmm. or a made-up world. But, basically, in this world, girls are given a very, like, strict list of rules to live by. Mm-hmm. in order to be considered like a good woman a pure woman Ugh, yeah <laughs> um and it's it's really like can't run in the street if you run in the street you'll get whipped kind of strict <sighs> yeah once they turn 16 they go through this ritual where they their blood gets tested for its purity and if your blood runs gold that means you're not pure and it means you're part of this magical race of people called the alaki and they're not pure not pure if the blood sounds gold. gold sounds fancy well this is it's very like trying to kind of demonstrate the patriarchy bit in a fancy yeah. setting here yeah so it's obviously men have decided yeah these magical people with gold blood they've decided that's a sign of impurity yeah the magical people um male and female just female um... yeah i can't tell you about the male aspects of it without spoiling the ending yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna keep that back but there is an instance where some men do have magic but that has been hidden to then make all people with the gold blood seem like the depth they get told they're demons so it's like a witch hunt literally yes yeah but all girls go through this process and if you say if you get your period before that and you bleed gold 
like they, they check, the girls get checked. So once they start their periods, parents will check. And most parents will turn their children over. If I had a gold period, that'd be amazing. I know. <laughs> How much more would like, nicer that. would that be? <laughs> glitter. <laughs> no, oh, glitter. glittery. <laughs> Everyone else, their blood is just normal red? Yeah. Okay. So if you're, if you're pure, your blood is red. Okay. And it's kind of taught that, like, oh, if you, you know, if you do these bad things as a woman, you'll get the gold blood and mm. stuff like that. So our main character, Decker, like, her mum was a bit unusual. And they're in the north, but she was southern and mm-hmm. also the only dark-skinned person. Mm-hmm. So she's mixed. So already there's a little bit of, like, Odd she's she's always the outsider and yeah. she's always judged to a harsher standard. Yeah. And because her mum was a bit kind of... In the South, they're not strict about all these rules. Mm-hmm. And then her mum tried to conform, but everyone's like, she's different. Yeah. So then she's looked at quite strictly, and she's just done her best to be the absolute golden child her whole life, believing that it would save her. So that that happens at... <laughs> golden child. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, if you are an Alaki, you are kind of immortal. So you have basically... <sighs> That, that's a really good bit of, like, propaganda to spin yeah. that as a negative thing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Immortal gold blood. <laughs> so what happens with them is that there's a death mandate by the emperor. So if you find an Alaki girl, you're supposed to try and kill them. And basically, they'll survive most deaths. And there'll be one type of death that's, like, their final death. Okay. And so if... for some, it might be beheading, so drowning, burning... And basically, they'll just keep killing her, and her body reforms. And it'll keep doing that till they find her final death. So they can cut her head off and it'll reform? Yes. So they're just going to torture people. So this is what happens. Decker, obviously, gets found out to have the gold blood. And there are these monsters whose names I tried to find on the internet, and the internet didn't have them. (laughs) But anyway, there's there's a monster that hunts the lackey girls as well, and these creatures terrify whole villages mm. and like they'll take livestock they'll take people so they're like the the baddie of the baddie yeah they come for a lucky girls because the lucky girls are impure that's what they they're taught yeah obviously that's nonsense <laughs> so decca gets found out before her ceremony even happens because she can command them ah. and she finds out when they attack the village oh nice and these but anyway they they come for her this village and then she can command them and that's how they find her out and then she gets tortured for months while they try and find her final death. And they kill her something like 30 times and they don't find her final death. So do they? Do you follow her as they're yeah. doing this? Oh, so it's quite like graphic. But she's it? in and out because of she's being met and mm. she's telling them to do it. Because she's like, oh, I'm impure, I don't deserve to live, I'm a demon, kill me. Because she's been conditioned to believe that. Yeah, she's, yeah. so she's, she's letting them do this. So they dismember her and she's awake for it. And this is in the book. Yeah. No one's no one's mentioned this in all yeah. reviews. Like, it's quite graphic. See, this is the kind of stuff you should mention in reviews because, firstly, it might be something that someone doesn't like, or secondly, it might make them pick it up more. Like yeah. <laughs> and like, also, hypocritically, they sell the gold blood. Of course. And they it's do. worth a lot, and it can be used in forgery of weapons and things like that. Of course. So, these elders are not doing it, and she slowly she sort of realizes over this period of time they're not doing this to her. Because they believe they're relieving her of her demon soul. They're doing it to get money from her blood. She sort of realises she keeps consenting to be dismembered so they can bleed her dry. Yeah, so literally when she dies, or even before that, they're going to siphon all her blood and sell yeah. it off. So she's kind of, cut over time, she's like, 
hang on a minute. Hang on. Yeah. You know, this isn't about my absolution. This is about your, you getting money, but her, like, her father, who loves her, turns her back on her and does the first death. So he beheads her for the first time, and usually beheading is it like that's the yeah. main death most that kills most of them. Is that the one they usually start with then? Yeah, but then they do burning before they move to dismemberment. They do a lot of shit to her. That sounds fucked up. Yeah, and then uh, someone from the like in the emperor's guard comes for her after like months of this, and it's like, oh well, because the lucky are like because they're immortal, they're stronger, they're faster. We're making an army to combat those creatures that have been terrorising the borders because there's more of them. Oh, right. So we're actually going around rounding up all the ones who have survived the death mandate. So these are all girls who have been tortured probably yeah. for months. So they go around and she gets with a very nice person escorting them who is actually quite powerful in the Empire. Yeah. Whose name we never find out until the end. But they call her White Hands because she wears white gloves. And then she's just like, you know, I'm alright with that nickname. Tells everyone to call her White Hands from then on. Yeah. White Hands escorts them. And it's her and one other girl whose family chose to hide her. So instead of giving her up to the ceremony, she'd had a period. They'd realised she was had the golden blood. So they actually kept her hidden mm. until they were found out. And then they snuck her out with this like woman. A good family should. Exactly. <laughs> But then they get sent to this training camp, and when they get there, there's all these other girls who have been escorted in trucks of, like, 30 of them, clearly abused, because they're, they're impure. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't, like, they can do whatever they want with them. So all these girls kind of turn, they turn up at this training grounds. This is the point where Decker's like, huh? <laughs> like, huh? And then she starts, the cogs start to turn of, like, this isn't fair. And then when they start training, she begins to realise how powerful they are yeah. as as a lackey. And she's like, why the hell? Why the hell are we subjugated like this? With this, yeah. Yeah, she was like, if we're spread out across the country and because of the death mandate, like, until they started using them for their own purposes, she was like, it, it, we couldn't rise up together. She, and then she starts to question a lot of the teachings mm-hmm. yeah, of, of like course. what she's been taught as a woman that makes her a good woman. So she goes at the beginning, she's like, even when she arrives at these training grounds, she's like, I'm a demon, I don't deserve to live, I'm yeah. a disgusting creature. Like, like no wonder those girls were attacked and like assaulted because we're, we're impure, we deserve it. That's her attitude yeah, going in. Yeah. And then the cogs start turning as she starts to train and then she's like stronger than the men there. And then she's like, I don't have to listen to you. Oh, that's <laughs> And then she uncovers a lot of conspiracies within the Empire about how they've made it so these powerful women are the oppressed. And then she starts to find out they weren't always a patriarchal culture, they were matriarchal. And it's all about how she finds that out, all the lies they've been told about what the Alaki are. Yeah, because they, they're basically descended from demons called the Gilded Ones who terrorise the world. Yeah. So that's why they're called the Gilded Ones. Yeah. The Gilded Ones were for what were supposedly demons, but then you start to question that the more and more you find out how the miracles they did have been turned into them being demons and all this kind of stuff. So it sounds like Namina Fauna has, like, taken 
real things that have happened yeah to put into this story like, yeah well i mean that's crazy there are cultures that you yeah. know if you get your period you're put in a hut and shunned yeah, and exactly that is absolutely yeah so it's going to be a duology or um i trilogy or think so let me have a <laughs> it's definitely like the ending was very good mm. overall i did i really it was really readable mm. And, like, a really rich world. Like, you've just heard like, how long it took to describe it. I mean, you read it quite quickly, I think, actually. If I remember right. Yeah. I don't know if it's just... I think I was just in the headspace for reading. I think that was... Oh, okay, yeah. But I think it was an easy book to pick up as well. Maybe I should try it. Maybe that will help my slumpity slump slump. And it's going to be free. Huh. I don't know how you found that information so fast. Merciless one's an untitled number three. Merciless one's. The covers look really, really good. Yeah, I mean, they're beautiful covers. Mm. And it's all about, you know, like, the main character, Decca, is dark-skinned. Like, even though she's mixed, she's got very dark skin, like mm. her mum had. And then they they start to decorate themselves with their gold blood, and, like, they all get very kind of power to you i like that that sounds good i just i'm really intrigued about how someone spun it that these powerful people with gold bloods mm. that cannot die are the bad guys i just need to look this up yeah and then i need to pick it up <laughs> yeah and then like with the men who i said like have powers yeah. how they manage to make themselves in charge because yeah. they're not they are still not as powerful as the Alaki, the yeah. descendants of the, because they're the descendants of the Gilded Ones, but like Decker is like just very, very, very powerful. Okay. And like it's unusual for her to, that she had so many deaths and didn't die her final death. So, uh, I don't know if this will be like a spoiler or something. Yeah. About her, I was going to ask if her mum is one then, if she is. is we find out. No, we find out quite early in the book that her mother used to be at the training ground she gets taken to okay because they have a certain type of spy that's a, always a woman okay and her mother was trained as one of these spies oh. for the emperor okay and then left when she got pregnant which is extremely unusual like the date she left don't really line up with when she married her father okay and all these kind of things so there's a lot of a lot to do with Questions. the mo well a lot of what to do with what makes deca special yeah. is tied up in why her mum leaves okay and stuff like that but yeah i can tell you her mum so it's not didn't like have her own magic it's not something that because as you said like parents check their kids so it's not that obviously then mums yeah can't have it if they're married and having children so it's not like something that they're definitely well it's like a, i guess it's kind of like a recessive gene yeah because yeah. a lot of them will have parents like whose mothers were tested and didn't have it and yeah, then they exactly, have it yeah like, so I guess it ends up being kind of like a recessive gene. It's not really that part, so not really explained. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, but it is very... Um, I just really like the idea of having a gold period. <laughs> well, like, girls aren't allowed to use knives until they're 16, just in case they bleed before they're 16. What about they fall over in the playground? Yeah, but then oh, that's well, they're not allowed to run, well, that's how they, Yeah, then they get found out. Uh. And it's all to do with creating this, like, basically, this moment... Because if they find out before they're 16, parents can hide it if they choose to. Yeah. So it's like ceremony just to get them all in one room so they can be carted off. Yeah, yeah, so they're easy to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, yeah, and all village halls will have like a weird dungeon for their alaki. And... <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. That is horrible, but it sounds funny as well. Just like, what? Yeah. 
okay, cool. Because they're still like, oh, you know, we're about because we're good men and <laughs> yeah, good husbands, but also we're gonna torture a girl in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's special. <laughs> I mean, even in our world, if a man says that he's a good, nice man, yeah. you know that he's not. He's not either of those things. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go with Decker through the journey of her. Like undoing a lot of what she's been conditioned. Yeah, yeah. I love like um, those kind of books. Yeah, and it's he feels to me it felt quite natural, like that thought process changing, mm. especially the moment where she's I'm not a demon, like and if I am, who gives a damn? Yeah, I'm more powerful. She has this whole like moment. Oh, that sounds. Where she's like, stuff all of you. <laughs> it's because they get paired with like a warrior soldier. Yeah, who has no magic, who is like they're paired for life. Yeah, yeah. And the one she gets. He seemed like a bit of a knob at first. Yeah. And then it gets... he get, Yeah. Then he, like... He unlearns with her... Yeah, yeah, A lot of things he's been taught as well. So you see the men that are close to them unlearning a lot of stuff. I like books that delve into that. So, like... Obviously, there's loads of... Oh, I think, like, probably the Shadow and Bone trilogy is quite good at that as well. Yeah. You get loads of books where the... And they're usually YA, and they're usually a female protagonist, where she's different from the beginning. She doesn't believe in it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Eh, but I like it when they believe in it to begin with, and then they start to question it. I like that. Yeah. Well, she, she she's, like, totally resistant to the fact she's special because mm. it means she's more impure more unnatural yeah exactly I like that yeah it's almost like her undoing what she's been taught like the patriarchal like, oppression and stuff like that I, I thought I found it quite well done yeah um, I'm definitely gonna pick that up and hopefully I feel like it's something it. you read as a <laughs> teenager it. it make you feel very like epic yeah and like down with the patriarchy yeah I always need extra help with that <laughs> <laughs> I don't wake up every morning thinking that. Yeah, it gets worse when you live in the system as an adult. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah. And like raising a boy. Yeah, with a male partner. I'm very vocal with him yeah. about everything. Okay, so good. I've talked for quite a while. What's your next one? <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't realise this, but all of the books that I actually finished are horrors, which is good because it oh, was. Must been on the vibe. Yeah, and I did do my 13 Days of Horror. By the time this comes out, I'm going to have actually posted Day 13. I don't really hunt you down (laughs) for Day 13. I know, but I'm annoyed because I wrote it and I just never scheduled it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started with, oh, I don't know if I started with her, but I'm going to start now with one called Secret Santa and it was from the Audible Library thing. Yeah, yeah, the the, included thing. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, by Andrew Schaefer, and it's really ridiculous and brilliant. It's like a black comedy. Okay. Um, so it's set in the 80s, and it follows Lucy, who spells her name L-U-S-S-I, which... Interesting. Is brilliant. And she loses her job at a publishing house. She's a genre editor, specifically horror books, okay. which at the time are just becoming a big thing. Yeah. And she loses her job because the company gets bought out or goes under or something. And it's like November and she's, you know, it's coming up to Christmas. She's got bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. So she's desperately trying to find her editing job somewhere else. And she uh, interviews everywhere and is unsuccessful. And then she has a final interview, which is at this, like, publishing house. Yeah. It's a literary one. So they don't do genre pieces. They do not touch horror. It's all very much male authors writing about 
the great american dream or whatever like okay. that kind of vibe like Stefanik, yeah yeah and it's been like it's a publishing house that's been going for years it's very well known I and mean, she somehow manages to get an interview there and the book starts with her going for this interview she meets <laughs> with the ceo and he's like look you i'm not gonna hire you you're not even in the running i'm just interviewing you to because my secretary says i should interview he's like you're not our type we don't touch genre you're too young you're nothing yeah we don't want you here i have been on interviews like that (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) and this is her last hope basically and then she points at or there's like a doll on his shelves Mm. it's this very particular like german doll that i can't remember the name of and she has a german grandma so she knows the name of it yeah and she mentions it and then he's like ah don't look at the doll basically and then he has like a heart attack (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and she's like oh crap so he's in hospital (laughs) after it skips ahead to him being in hospital and she goes to hospital with like a little flowers to say sorry i caused you sorry sorry, my interview caused you to have a heart attack please hire me (laughs) it's like the thank you note you said not to interview (laughs) yeah Um, and she's in a lift going up that's what i mean by it's black comedy because it is quite funny like some of the things and some of the stuff she says or you know things is quite funny and she's going in the lift to his floor and there's a man who gets on the lift and he's on the phone and he's all businessy, biz, 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 business. Yeah. And she realises, listening to his call, that that's the son of the CEO she, oh, no. she supposedly caused to have a heart attack. And she overhears on the phone that the guy's died, basically. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, that's a bit <laughs> shit. So the son is like oh I've got now I've got this publishing house that I need to run and I don't know anything about books and I don't care and blah 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 and she's like hey <laughs> hi I was hey. in for that job and he's like are you the one that killed my dad and she's like basically yes and then um, <laughs> and she basically sells herself to the son yeah. and he's like you have to find me the next Stephen King by Christmas so it's like a month Oh shit. and she's like okay but I want this amount of money and I want to be an editor in chief or whatever and he's like yeah whatever i don't care because if you haven't got the next best thing by christmas you're gone anyway yeah so, he's yeah. basically like i don't believe you can do it yeah and he's like i'll give you a shot yeah and so then she rocks up on monday and everyone's like you killed the last ceo <laughs> and uh you like horror's not a real thing like we all hate you and she starts having like pranks played on her yeah like people eat her cake and stuff like that starting off nice and easy yeah and then it gets a bit bigger so like dead birds and stuff like that and then they do a secret santa and for some reason they do it at like the beginning of december because that's the beginning of the book and it doesn't make sense but it needs to it needs to happen for the book so she's got a present there and and she wasn't part of the secret santa obviously when they drew names and she opens up the box and it's that creepy doll Oh, no. And then, uh, yeah, so she starts having pranks played on her. They start getting progressively worse. And then uh, she starts to wonder if perhaps the doll is a little bit supernatural. Really? And that's it. The creepy doll. <laughs> the creepy, creepy doll. It's always the creepy doll. And it's really fun because there's loads of talk of, like, Stephen King and stuff like that. And so she, lots of 
like for nerdy horror people. Yeah. yeah, and like she has a uh, a guy that she used to edit for for the previous place she worked at, and he wants to be Stephen King, but he hates Stephen King because Stephen King always gets more attention than him. Yeah, and she like tries to get him signed under her label, and he's just always slagging off Stephen King, and it's just <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. yeah. It was that fun. Good. Yeah, it was ridiculous and comedic and dark and just yeah. Exactly. And eighties nostalgia. <laughs> You're like finding a very specific genre these days. I like, know, yeah. Nostalgia, <laughs> dark comedy, horror. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I'm surprised how many books you seem to find in that specific I'm I'm like, really good at finding my niche. If it has like a book. flying machine in it. And that would hit all your spots. I need more of these flying machines. Where's the flying machine? Yeah, it was so fun. And it it shouldn't have been, but it just was. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. It was definitely like a, if a B-movie was a book kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those. I I can see that being like a Netflix original. Yeah, oh, definitely. Netflix get on it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're missing out. Like the reviews for it, some were so divided. Some people were like, "What is this trash?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> exactly the right trash yeah, for me. Thank trash. you. <laughs> good soup. Good right. soup. <laughs> I should explain because I've been told we don't explain when we do a TikTok reference. Uh, good soup is a TikTok reference. It's a TikTok sound, and it's someone slurping, and then they, and then they would. Good soup. It's <laughs> Adam Driver. Yeah. I saw the original only recently yeah. and I was like, oh. Um, and people use it. It's not on the healthy side of TikTok. <laughs> it's on the unhealthy side. Uh, anyway. I mean, neither of us are on the healthy side of TikTok. No. So. <laughs> A sign. So, yeah. I've been so, told we don't explain the TikTok references. So, there well, we go. That's what Know Your Meme is about. Yeah, get on TikTok <laughs> Google, for sake. Good soup and you'll know. <laughs> it's been a couple years now. Just get TikTok. God. Yeah. Stop pretending you're above it. Yeah, and for everyone that's like, oh, I don't want to sell my data to China, you literally carry a phone around. You've I mean, if you're with it. Facebook, like... Yeah, you should stop you know, it. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, your soul has already been sold. Yeah, stop pretending. <laughs> just, just accept it. <laughs> At least so, then you get good videos. <laughs> so, good soup. Yeah, just enjoy it when it's relevant rather than three months later on Instagram Reels. And then you're showing me, like, people show me this, like, "Ah, it's so funny. I'm like, I feel like I I saw this three months ago. Yeah, it was funny at its peak. I really enjoy when it hits to Facebook and it's, like, trending. And I'm like, not trending anymore, pal. Trending on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, this this guy went viral. I was like, that happened months ago. Yeah. I'm like, I'm probably spending too much time on TikTok, but... But this is really. Um, Have you had the sofa guy? Did you get the sofa guy for your on your side? No. Oh, oh. that was funny. Well, in my CEO, um, we he like we went out for like a a com- like we went for lunch my department, and he was like, all your references. You're like, have you seen this video? Have you seen this video? And he was like, how much time do you spend on TikTok? And I was just silent. I was like. I really don't know what you want me to say. I, I, I'm not comfortable with the energy. That's... <laughs> I, I was like, I've been in lockdown. Like, what would you yeah, want from me? Want, like... <laughs> like, like... It's entertain. It's free entertainment. What's I was like, I was like, I don't know what you, what you want me to say. Like, I, yes, I, I, <laughs> the I most similar references from yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you've probably seen the same stuff on other platforms, but they all like don't use social media mm. at my work. Like, none of them have anything. Mm. 
They just have like LinkedIn because they have they're to. they're smart peoples. I don't know. They all <laughs> seem to be like above it. <laughs> you know, the kind of people like, I just don't see the point. And I'm like... Well, uh, shut up, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all our age. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Like, I, I don't remember get it. when, I mean, now I have no problem with it, but I remember like five, six years ago when I was at a workplace and I was like, I was saying to someone, I'll add you on Facebook, and they're like, I don't have Facebook. And I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, now I'd be like, yeah, good, good shout. But if someone said to me, I don't have Instagram, I'd be like, of, what, of, of our age, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, where is that? Like age? Instagram, Twitter, we're in the yeah. same bracket if we were to flat our form yeah yeah um yeah i just i don't know like none of them because one of the one of my co-workers left and i was like oh actually like we'll keep in touch and he was like how on what i was like i don't want your number (laughs) i'm not gonna be texting you but like i'd be like distantly supporting you on that facebook yeah oh like but no he he doesn't have anything he linked in for professional reasons but doesn't actively use it i just I mean, I, I, I good mean, for those people. Look, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Like, maybe I secretly want to be that way because I am one of those people that secretly wants to live off the grid. But I was like, I just don't see the point. Like, so what? You like talk to people? Something like you see people IRL. What do you do? Do you do I with mean, your you, time? S- you see people IRL quite a lot, don't you? Your friends? Not, not so much recently, but that's mostly because of the plague yeah. that I've had. Plus, everyone's had quite a hellish October. I feel been hell of them. Everyone I'm speaking to is like, I'm burnt out, I'm tired, I'm ill. I think it's just... Everyone is just... I think... It's, I think we're hitting, like, the three, four months... Wait, when did, like, Freedom Day happen? Freedom Day, quote marks. No, that was, like, July-ish, wasn't it? Maybe. June, July? I don't know. I'm still pretending it's not free, so... I still I mean, wear a mask in the shop. massively affected your life, to be fair. It hasn't affected my life exactly, like, zero percent. Yeah, but... I think we're hitting like three, four months since quote marks Freedom Day, mm. and people are just not coping with like return to life how it used to be. Once we hit this point, like, I mean, yeah. it's not how it used to be, is it? Well, no, as in like people obviously were quite busy before. Like, yeah, I would do like a full day's work and go out in the evening and like not even question it. Yeah, and I'd go from evening to another thing, and like now, it's I can do it, but it's just so much harder. Yeah. And I know I've, like, aged <laughs> since before lockdown, but not enough. <laughs> God, I remember, like, when we first met, I would yeah go out quite a lot and sleep quite a lot somehow. And yet now I'm, like... I, I used to get so much more done before I needed, like, getting myself used to a decent amount of sleep is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> because now no, I'm useless. Yeah. yeah, I'm absolutely useless. Like, it's still... Do you know what cures that? Having a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but no. that comes with a whole host of other crap yeah, to do. Yeah, it seems like a lot of effort just to get used to not sleeping again. Yeah, like, I'm st- we're still talking, like, six and a half, seven hours. Yeah. But, like, where I could function on three, four, happily. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm, like, if I have less than, less than six, it's just, I'm, like, absolutely useless. Which I feel like is a normal thing. I want six hours sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be okay with that little sleep. Like yeah. there's something going on, yeah. um, especially for I did not have a child. So what? There's you know that's not mm. there's no reason. So it's the worst thing I've ever done. Just needing sleep because I used to get so much more done. Yeah, yeah. 
I can do like little mini naps now, mm. just sitting on the sofa. I've yeah. become one of those. Oh, I have been napping the last month or so, but that's usually how you know I'm ill. I have to fight <laughs> myself not to nap when I'm driving because my eyes are like, let's just go. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't drive when I'm tired, guys. Right. Tiredness kills. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink and drive. <laughs> the second thing I read this month ish, <laughs> month ish, Song of Achilles. Yes! Tell um, me, is it going to destroy me when I finally pick it up? I did not okay. cry. It didn't make me cry. Oh, bullshit. I've, uh, I had a me. couple. I had a couple of like sniffle tears. Were you like emotionally distraught at the end? No. Oh, TikTok, you fucking lied to me again. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why people are saying it's so. It's sad because mm. they really make you love the characters. Yeah. And their love story, so it's sad, but you see the ending coming a million miles mm. off i don't feel like it's a shock maybe, i didn't feel like it surprised me maybe the type of people that were reading it were people who are not as well versed as us with depressive reads yeah i mean to be fair like for what i've been reading lately this is what i mean uh, this is a comparison straight after i finish like they both die at the end mm. all the right places like that was my recent <laughs> like i don't know again last episode we did a reading update we had to do three trigger warnings yeah. just from my reading habits recently so i don't know if it was coming off the back of that but it just didn't everyone obviously everyone approaches things differently yeah. and differently and maybe people were being super emotional about it because they'd seen other people say it was very emotional yeah. so they were expecting to feel and it was it was sad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was sad, and I shed like a couple of little tears, but I was not like, <laughs> like sad. Do you know what I mean? That was like your face on stories for which book was it? Was it all the bright places? Or you, you I know the one I did a story about where I was like, just a heads up, a book called They Both Die at the oh, End yeah. is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> they both die in it. it really yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I felt like I was really prepared for when the ending happened. Hmm. So, I don't know. And it, I don't know these myths at all, so it's not even yeah. like I knew the legends that this is based on. Yeah, yeah. So, Song of Achilles is obviously the story of Achilles, the Greek hero, slash demigod. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like his story from when he's young. <laughs> I don't know if the mic picked that up, so <laughs> <laughs> I did a little song. I recently watched Hercules. He said the gladi- gladiator. Thank I love Hercules. <laughs> yeah, no, Achilles comes later, Hercules, mm. and then it's like a, in the timeline of Greek myths. He's yeah. later, apparently. Oh. Because it's really good. So it's not told from Achilles' point of view. You hear it all from Patroclus's <laughs> point of view. And I can't wait to keep saying that over again from what I described the plot. Pat. Pat Pat's point of view. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Pat. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do that. It's Patroclus, but I'm going to call him Pat because I really struggle with that name. It's like when I... Sorry, just quick tangent, of course. When I went back and reread His Dark Materials after quite some time, yeah. I was confused that Lyra's demon wasn't called Pan because that's what I'd been calling him in my head. Yeah, he's Pan. <laughs> no, he's got like an actual name. What's his name? Pan... Pan... Oh, I'm gonna have to look it up, but it's not—it's not actually Pan. Oh, and I was okay. Like, but I remember just calling him Pan. She calls time. him Pan. Uh, yeah, she calls him Pan. But... Okay, interesting. Yeah. So Pat. Pat. <laughs> it's all our, from our buddy Pat. Pat's point of view. 
he's the son of a king himself, but quite like weak as a kid. And obviously, oh. in the times of like the Greek games and stuff, and like heroes. So in this universe, there are people who are literal descendants from gods. They're mm-hmm. just like hang out with them. And, it just like, occurred to me. I assumed it was in the same universe as Cersei for no reason whatsoever. I th- just because I mean, it was yeah. the same author, but yeah, good. sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's still like Greek. Yeah, myths, yeah, isn't it? People have gifts from the gods and powers from the gods, and the great heroes like Hercules, children are yeah. in it, and all those kind of things, and like the famous weapons from these myths and legends are all around. And basically, he gets exiled from his kingdom and is sent to Achilles' father, mm-hmm. who's a king. And he's known to be quite a kind king. And that's okay. why he, he takes in exiled children. Because he... Aww, yeah. What babe. Yeah. So he's like, still a king, but like a kind one. And the, like he was a good servant of the gods. And the gods commanded him to go and take a god, like a sea god, for his wife. Mm. But also instructed him to hold her down until she was pregnant. So, because then once she's pregnant, once he t- takes her maidenhood, they're married for a year. Ugh. Yes. But again, this is a Greek myth, so Maid dodgy. Head. Yes. Dodgy vibes. But again, this is like, Hashtag this is me telling the, the original myths. Yeah. This is not, I think, a reflection on the author. It's a reflection on the myths. Yes. Uh, so they have to stay married for a year. So then Achilles is a demigod. Mm-hmm. And there's like all these myths made around his like legends about what he's going to be and like predictions okay but it's all kept very hush hush and then patroclus is sent to train with all the other boys the exiled boys that this guy takes in and he's basically making an army out of these boys Mm -hmm. but patroclus is like not good at this stuff he doesn't like killing or hurting he doesn't like fighting he's like i just don't see the point he's like fluffy and cute yeah, like he'll do it because he has to because he's a, he's a man. Yeah, or a real man. But like he doesn't like it basically. Yeah. And him and Achilles basically end up being friends. And Achilles is very, he's very popular, but he's kept very separate from all the boys because he's special. And then he's not like other boys. Not like other boys, mm. but he's like obviously treated very. He's a prince anyway. Yeah. So he couldn't hang out with exiled kids and be busy mates with them anyway. But he's allowed to pick one to be his companion, and out of the blue he just picks Patroclus like. A juju. Pikachu. <laughs> um, and then they become like best buds and they go through like their childhood together. But you start to feel like because neither of them hit on girls. So it is it is such a good basically they fall in love. Oh, they're so good. And that's not a spoiler because it's it's, yeah, it's a story it's a of gay the book. book. Yeah. It's a love story. So it's about Patroclus and Achilles falling in love and basically My heart. Yeah. Everyone because Greeks weren't necessarily against it. It's a very modern thing to be. Yeah, it was. You were still like basically you could do it, but you were expected to still get married and have babies, yeah. so that you had heirs. Yeah, but like you could do your dude on the side, and, and that's fine. Would mind. Yeah, and yeah. you could be doing a dude up until you got a wife, and everyone was like, "Yeah, fair enough, it's cool." But they still kind of kept it half secret. It seems to be one of those like open secrets. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, this is my companion. He comes everywhere with me. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point they go off training in the mountains with a... Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, the, you know, the, the mystical guy that trains Hercules? Who I'm only picturing, obviously, the Disney <laughs> Yeah, version. I can only think of that now. <laughs> centaur. Is yeah. Centaur? No, because he's like a goat, isn't he? 
whatever he is, yeah. whatever mythical creature, he trains Dungeon them as well. He chose to train Achilles, but then there's nothing to do to make Achilles a great fighter. He's just a good fighter. Yeah. And so they just go up to the mountains with this guy to train, but they don't actually train in any war stuff. Yeah. And after a while, Achilles and, and Patrick has kind of realised their feelings for each other. Mm. And then they start having boy sex. <laughs> And like the the mind tour guy is just like yeah fair, I'm gonna sleep outside. Oh, <laughs> it's a little not. But he doesn't like they don't ever tell him and he never says he knows. But yeah. he also gives them a lot of privacy all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, today. Then Achilles gets called to war. He gets called to rescue Helen from Troy, like the city. It's a town apparently. Yeah. So they and then Achilles is like that's the war that he's been prophesied to do like his great stuff in. And Patroclus is like, no, let's not. Let's just so be happy. He's always, he's basically, Patroclus has always elected to never be taught how to fight. He's never been trained in warship. He's just there. Like, his whole job is just to be his buddy. But he also gets trained in medicine when they're training with that guy in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So all of his stuff is about, you know, he's not about that. And then morally that becomes an issue when Achilles starts to become a great warrior. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, Patricus is like, I don't like killing, but I understand why you have to do it. And you know, they're still, they're still together. Yeah, they're still together. Oh. And then, so it's all about the Achilles, obviously, legend. Mm. But it's all like the Achilles heel kind of thing. It's actually, as in, what was his Achilles heel? Was not his like magical heel. Oh. In this, it's more like his kind of fatal flaw almost. It's a very Greek tragedy of like, his he, Achilles has a fatal flaw and yeah. it's this pride and him wanting to. Basically, the myths say he's gonna die, so he's like, "I want to leave. I want to be a legend. I want to. I want to leave a legend behind." And he gets more concerned about the legend than he does about what he's doing as a living, breathing person. And who he's hurting along the way. Yeah, and then Patroclus is just there, like, "This isn't okay, buddy." (laughs) So yeah, and I can't tell you more without giving away the ending. that, That sounds good. I mean. Yeah, it's but a it's, Greek it's tragedy. A really, yeah, it's a proper Greek tragedy. It's a beautiful like love story. Like the way they describe the two boys like falling in love, going from like friends to more, is just. And then Patroclus is just uh, when he before he realizes who he is, he's just there like, I don't really look at women like that. Like there's other boys my age who like he's like thirteen, fourteen, and like everyone's losing their virginity to like servants and slave girls, and he's like, not for me. Yeah. Don't know why though, but then, and then he's like describing in extreme detail like Achilles getting undressed, <laughs> and he's like, oh. "I've never looked at anyone the way I look at Achilles." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that could be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and I think that's also a very natural way. I guess someone might realise, yeah, because he's just there. Like, don't know why I don't look at women like that, but I always look at Achilles like that. I wonder what that means. <laughs> he must just be a really good buddy. <laughs> It's just because he's a demigod, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm only, like, just, like, I'm so attracted to... Like, he's like, oh, Kenny's just, just so want, handsome. I wish I had that body, not... No, he's just literally like, oh, I think Achilles is handsome because he's a demigod, so of course yeah, he's perfect. Like, he's, d- he's like there, like his narration is like, he's perfect in everything he does, he's flawless, he's a beautiful man, he's beautiful inside and out, so of course I think he's beautiful. <laughs> 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 and I, I quite like that natural of like yeah. him oh, kind of realizing like at some point that it, huh. it clicks. <laughs> yeah, hmm. and that like you can see Achilles realizing the same in himself as yeah. well. But you don't hear it. You never hear yeah. it from his point of view. Oh, I like that. 
It's, it's a really cute love story. Um, of a depressing ending. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's a Greek tragedy kind yeah. of ending. Oh, I'll forest like out the yeah. back. I want to listen to it. Listen to it, read it, listen to it, or listen to it, whatever. I, you know what, and it's like the narration... I've been to since I read Cersei, or listened to Cersei. The narration's quite interesting, because it's almost... It's told from Patrick's point of view, and it's like his thoughts... But it's done very much in the way of like how these like legends are told as well. Mm. So you like you're being told a myth, but it's also his thoughts like and feelings. Have you read Cersei? Not yet. Okay. I don't think I have that one yet either. I like Cersei. Yeah. Like which? Huh? What's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, sounds good. So yeah, overall I liked it, but not soul destroying. I was really prepared for this one to. Mm, so I had a break. You, that's why you read Gilded Ones yeah. first, yeah. And I was really prepared to be just ruined, and, and then I was like, oh, oh, that's quite a nice story. Yeah, the, I mean the end is yeah, a couple of tears, but mm. not like not emotional. My heart ripped out. No. Let's follow that up with the truth by Nick Cutter. Yeah, which is as opposite as you can get. <laughs> Okay, Has I've it been your turn to read trash this month, and I've been reading proper books. No, it's not <laughs> trash. I've been wanting to pick up Nick Cutter for a while because he is literally like body gore king. Okay. And I enjoy body gore in films, and I yeah. feel like I would enjoy it as a book. And so I finally picked up one of his books and I picked up The Troop. Right. And it was in some ways the best one to start with and in some ways the worst one to start with it follows a uh, troop of boy scouts who go for their annual three day camping weekend on this island with their scout leader tim and when they're there there's no phones no communication at all they have a boat that drops off supplies a set time yeah and then a boat comes to pick them up after the three days and they just do all their wilderness stuff and you know scouting and whatever (laughs) Whatever jazz scouts do, I don't know. You know, start fires, Tie forage nuts. berries. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I sell Girl Scout cookies, you know, whatever. On their first night, a boat kind of crash lands onto the little islands they're yeah. on. And a man comes out and he, like, finds his way to the little cabin that they're in. And he's very ill. Right. He dies. From his illness. Okay. And uh, it turns out the illness is uh, crazy <laughs> contagious. Oh no. And so it is like a tapeworm. Okay. Multiple tapeworms. And they basically eat you from the inside out. Ew. And it's extremely contagious. And the scout leader gets it. And then the children get it. So does it make them like act weird while they're getting it, or do they just like all start to get sick? Like, yeah, they the start acting a bit weird. So they start wanting to eat anything and everything they can find, including people. Mm, no. Okay. But including things that are not food. Okay. When they run out of food, and it affects them all a little bit differently depending on their personalities. So and then it goes into a little bit of a like a Lord of the Flies kind of vibe because obviously it's a bunch of kids. Yeah, a bunch of boys on an island. And it turns out that one of them is actually a pure psychopath, Uh which gets uh, made worse when he gets infected. 
so it flits between the different children the different boys not all of them but certain boys and they have a little bit of a description of like they they start thinking back to things of like before they were on the camping trip so you learn a little bit more yeah. about their personality so one of them who's like the quietest one all along when you finally get into his head it turns out that he's been torturing and killing animals since oh, he was like a child okay. yeah so this book needs it's got there's a whole list of warnings on this one <laughs> please look up content warnings and it turns out that he has always kind of wanted to torture humans and he, yeah. And then he gets some worms and, and then he he's gets like, a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so like one of the boys that has it when they you know, when they start to realise this is contagious and blah blah, blah they start locking up the boys yeah. in different areas so that they don't catch it. Oh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like they lock up the scoutmaster to begin with until he dies. So one of the boys is locked up and then the the psychopath boy decides to feed him like dead bugs and tells him, Oh, it's snacks just to see if they'll eat it and then he yeah. goes from there really okay and then so he convinces another boy that he's got it and he's like you've got to cut it out of you with your knife and oh okay yeah it all gets very fucked up so it's more like that psycho boy is making it creepy than the worms being creepy or is it both the worms are disgusting okay, okay so they do go into a lot of description with the worms but uh, never read this or listen to it when you're eating because it will put you off food for a little bit the worms you like you, they're in the eyeballs of oh, living people like they're wrapped around the spines and like manoeuvring people and Nick Cutter has said that one of his inspirations is Stephen King and have you read any King? I've read one or two. I've only read Carrie, but this did remind me of Carrie in that. So in Carrie, like it, the story is inter intercepted with chapters of like police reports from after yeah. after the fact. So in this, in the troop, it does have chapters that are like police reports after and interviews with scientists. Okay. So you slowly work out where this tapeworm thing has come from and um so it's actually a man-made thing it was made as a diet pill oh they have done that you know that's a real so thing so they start and yeah and it's really graphic gross eerie cool <laughs> right up your street <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm looking forward i have one of his other ones called the deep and i am scared about starting that one because i'm scared of the sea so <laughs> I'm scared not the sea I'm scared of deep sea and the deep is about going into deep sea and then yeah. now I know his style of writing I'm scared about what they're going to find <laughs> I mean how often will you be at sea well never because I refuse to go to exactly sea. so just read it it'll be fine <laughs> but yeah it was really good yeah I, I don't know if I could say it was good because it was an enjoyable was. read as in I won't read it again. I don't regret reading it. Okay. It, it, it entertained you. It gave me the body horror I wanted. Okay. And it's a very specific thing to need. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I... Maybe it scared me more now that I'm a mum with a son. And the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, my son is never going to scouts. <laughs> 
Oh, English Jess Scouts didn't do anything as fun as going to an island, though. Uh, They'll be in, like, Cuffley Woods or something. <laughs> well, yeah, when I went to Cuffley Camp with the school, um, yeah. some older kids threatened us with knives. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, my brother got, like, gangrene. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it's very much like, it's like Lord of the Flies meets Stephen King. It was brilliant. Oh, I don't mind a bit. I am... Um... We studied Lord of the Flies at school, yeah. But then at the same time, like coincidentally, so I was in, I used to do theatre school. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was like me internally rolling my eyes then. So I did theatre school for a few years and then one of the guys at theatre school was trying to start his own company. Mm. So I was going, doing that in addition to the other one just because at that time I wasn't busy enough apparently. Mm. Like working outside of school. And netball wasn't enough for me. <laughs> so I did his thing and he, his first play happened to be Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And I was the only girl in a troupe of 15 boys. Yeah. And so I played all like, and I was also short. So I played all like the really young characters as well. <laughs> but that really helped with studying Lord of the Flies. Because mm. I was literally performing the play. So you get quite in depth to like a lot of the subtext behind the scenes and stuff. I love a bit of Lord of the Flies, because I still I think it could one hundred percent happen. Yeah, I, re- I remember reading it at school. It's one of those ones I want to reread. Yeah, I've got it somewhere mm. if you want it. Yeah, I've probably even got my annotated copy from Ooh. the play. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's yeah, because it, it's it could've... I think Lord of the Flies is over the top, but I think it's very steeped in stuff that could happen. It that's just my memory. Yeah. Of the play. I don't know, I feel like... You, I mean, you see how, like, mad people acted with just, like, petrol. Oh, and that's grown-ass yeah. adults. And, like, buying up all the toilet roll. And yeah, stuff. and you got children on an island. It's bound to get mixed in with a yeah. bit of... Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, like... I just... I, you know, they, they do straight out murder someone. I'm not saying that would happen, but... <laughs> I feel like it could... <laughs> just takes one psychopath as I learned in the troop. <laughs> exactly. So that's what it reminded me of. Just like, what, just one kid who takes it too too far. Mm. It's like Animal Farm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've read that as well. Which is a great book. Yeah. Huh. Cool. One so, so, yeah. was it equal, but some are more equal than others. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our government's motto, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that might something like the Tory government manifesto. <laughs> Literally, they might as well just print that on buses nowadays. <laughs> We're all equal, but some people are more equal than others. Like how they changed the rules because their buddies have done it wrong. So yeah. Like, oh, no. There's no corruption here. <laughs> we can laugh about it because we can't change it. No. We did our best with our voting power. <sighs> yeah, so it's gory. If you ever want to read something gory. Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm not opposed to it. I just kind of, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I probably when I ever whatever want to read it, I'll probably come back to these episodes we've done and mm. peruse your lists because it's just not a genre I've really. If you ever want to watch something gory, comedy gore, watch Tusk. It is okay. brilliant. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is oh that's the kind of thing I'd watch with fantastic my friend yeah. yes 
yeah, you, I think that he would enjoy it. Yeah, if, watch it. It's it's absolutely because that's the I don't go out of my way to find these kind of things. Mm. He just makes me watch them, and I'm just there like cool. Yeah, if he hasn't watched it yet, that's a crime. Okay, task. You two should watch that. Oh, um, when I would go Justin to Justin Long. <laughs> yes. When I come to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does our, does our friend listen to it? He, I don't know. If you do, did in the beginning. Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the kind of genre I don't go out my way to find, but a lot of people will show me. Most because I'm very like I'm yeah, always like, yeah. it's yeah. really hard to make me scared with these kind of things, and I'll just be like, that dude's about to die. She's gonna come around that corner, and they're like, how do you know? And, and then she comes around the corner, and I'm like, see. <laughs> I. Uh, I just got caught a vibe. <laughs> I like vibe. <laughs> I like horror. Yeah, you know. I don't dislike it. I just don't know. It's not the one. It's never the one that's been like the first one I'll pick up, as it were. Mm. But also, it's not like a no. I'm also a bit of a wimp with reading horror because my brain is just a funhouse when it comes mm. to that kind of thing. And also, yeah. I had a lot of zombie nightmares. Um, like a recur- different situation each time, yeah. but I've had many, many, many zombie nightmares that I I try to avoid anything that has that in it yeah. in a book because I'm like we do not need to feed this. We do not need this. Yeah. <laughs> Although they were they were worse while I was working in a hospital, so I think it was oh. very much related to the place I worked. Because the they... place where some guy came and got blood all over exactly. your stuff. <laughs> I just, I don't know, there was this weird, I think it was an anxiety thing, because obviously the job was quite stressful, but there was this weird thing that I was convinced that the zombie apocalypse would happen, and it would start at my work, and I would die, and... And, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it, at least, yeah. you wouldn't have to try and survive. Yeah, I would just, the will to survive, I would just, I would, like, be, be like, oh, like, okay, it's death time, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, this is fine, <laughs> I can't run fast enough. <laughs> I'm happy to go, bye. I've had two colds in I'd a month. I'd literally be like, finally. <laughs> I'd be, I'd die of exposure. Yeah. I've decided if there was an apocalypse, that's how I'd die. I'd die slowly of an infection, like an exposure. <laughs> I like it. So that's, I've already concluded that. But anyway, my... <laughs> I just treat this like as some small therapy, small yeah. bites of therapy it's each nice, week. It? Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and my final half read physical book is King of Scars. Which... King of Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just King of Scars. <laughs> which is. What's the name of the overall series? Is this one of those? It's I just the King of Scars series, I oh, think. Okay. So I will be reading Rule of Walls next. So you do need to get on I've that. I've got to get on that, yeah. Because otherwise I can't talk about it. Yeah. Which becomes an issue now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> King of scats. <laughs> so yeah, you did kind of give yeah, a synopsis of this when of you stars. read it recently, didn't you? In yeah. one of your updates. So yeah. But I was very careful because I knew that you were going to read it yeah. soon. Yeah, so it follows some characters from Six of Crows, mm-hmm. some characters from Shadow and Bone. Mm. In the after events. Of both those series, yeah. Yeah, like the fallout and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all getting quite... I'm, I'm like three quarters-ish through. I was hoping to be finished, but The Plague Part 2 happened this week. <laughs> yeah, Plague Part 2 has yeah. put a bit... I really wanted to finish it before this we recorded this. but Because um, oh, I really want to hear your thoughts of the ending. Yeah... It's I'm good. really enjoying it though, and I'm really enjoying Nina, more Nina, 
Love so, her. Loads of people, when it came out, were reviewing it saying it's pointless. Like, it's just a cash grab. We it's don't not. need these. Because it don't, it's dealing with a lot of the loose ends. so much into, like, how they're all dealing with the trauma of what's happened to them It's in not just that. It's, it's, it's like... You know, like Ravka as a country recovering and yeah. how that works, and like the it's aftermath really of like Perem in, in the Six of Crows. Like, there is a lot of open ended lines. I feel, and we've spoken about Lee Bardugo and how she we is, are safe we stand. to stand. Yeah. yeah. I feel that she would not release something that is just for the sake of it. That's not I advice. think she loves this world too yeah. Like, and that's the whenever I have her on social media, but like that's, and even in her writing, you can just feel. You can feel that love it's and that love. passion yeah. for what for the for the characters for what she does. Yeah, I don't think she would. She either. wouldn't put something subpar out. She just wouldn't. You like you know like something that's vanity for the fans. Yeah. I don't think it's no. that at all. No, because it's it's a very it's been a very rich storyline. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Nina's one is just yeah so good. Yeah, so I've just gotten to the Nina, point. Nina the badass. You know, when they're in that factory, that's mm. I've just gone past that. Mm. Well, they've just, like, found out the truth. really, really good with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's, like, got... it's It's got so many, like, callbacks to things that happened in the other series. Yeah. It's just really, really good. Uh, I'm enjoying Nina trying to take orders after having been, like, yeah. in the Six of Crows gang as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, absolute, like... <laughs> Do whatever she wants. Like, yeah. Now. You know, and then there's even one point where she's doing something quite dangerous, and mm. she just says to herself, "No mourners, no, no funerals," mm, yeah. and then like <laughs> jumps out this window, like without giving any context. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Like, she's doing so, something stupid and reckless, like, and she just says, "No mourners, no yeah, funerals" to like, herself, and like, love this. <laughs> out the window. Yeah. And like the whole time, whenever Nina's doing something shady, she's like picturing what would Inej do, and like what would yeah. Kaz do, and I'm like. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the, uh, we'll talk about it off 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 air. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone on TikTok did a video that I came across the other day, and it was like, I really like short chapters, and it's like chapter forty of the Crooked Kingdom. So I got my book down to see what chapter yeah. that was, and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have a look after. Okay, this. you're gonna have to tell yeah. me because I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what that reference is. Um. um I don't know if we'll be able to get Six of Crows off no, that show. I, I would tell you what it is <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, no, it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah. We'll both be starting Rule of Wolves soon. Yeah, it's my, well, it's definitely my next book, so. Yeah, it's just come through on my, <laughs> on my library app, so. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my Perfect. short and sweet, because like you kind of covered it. But yeah, we're sure. Next one. Um... Right, so a Grady Hendrix book, which I have been yeah. banging on about. I'm. Just, I remember. I recognise that name now. Yeah. His back catalog. But yeah, his most recent book. Oh, is it his most recent book? Yeah, I think so. The Final Girl Support Group. So it follows a group of six final girls. Obviously, they're women. They're not girls. But yeah. I just that's what that's what their trope is. Their final girls. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And it's six women who are final girls. And they go to a support group for it. So they've all had, for people who don't know Final Girl Trope, firstly, 
why aren't you watching horror? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, a massacre or something happens and there's one person that survives and it's usually a final girl. Yeah. And this is about, uh, you know, aftermath, how they cope with it, their trauma that they have from yeah. being final girls. Again, this has a lot of content warnings. Yes. So please look it up. And they've all gone through a different... Obviously, a different situation that got them to this point. So we follow Lynette as our main character. She was on a holiday with her family, and they all got killed, and she survived. Yeah. And then, so the, the person who done it, she survived. He hung her on some horns. Like, you know when you have those, like, stag heads yeah, yeah. on the walls? Like, she was hung on there with, like, the stag heads coming, with the horn antlers. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. The antlers coming through. She was hung on the antlers. He thought she was dead. She actually survived. He was killed by the police. And then a copycat tried to kill her years later. She's, oh, she's actually gone through two situations, bless her. So they all meet up. These six women meet up every month. And it's just like they're trying to deal with it. And they're all dealing with it in different ways. So one's turned to drugs. One yep. who was at a, a summer camp when it happened. You know, in a stereotypical summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's bought that summer camp. And now, now it's a place where women go to, uh, like boost their confidence and stuff so some of them have done really positive stuff with it some of them have just delved into like absolute yeah. pits and Annette um, she is very scared all the time for obvious reasons yeah. so everywhere yeah. she goes she has she she's aware of everyone around her she knows all her escape routes no one knows where she lives she lives in a house that has like in an apartment that she has like this big metal door on it yeah. and you can't get in and she has every you know she's completely off grid basically and then someone starts hunting down the final girls Ooh. and uh it follows Lynette as she is she's been prepared for this so yeah. she is like the fuck no I'm ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> not and again motherfucker. She, she's trying to keep herself alive trying to find out who's behind it trying to keep as many of the other women alive as possible and she also wants to try and keep alive there's been a most recent thing that happened with a new final girl yeah. and she wants to keep that girl alive as well oh sounds good yeah she's pretty badass yeah i really like all these books at the moment that are like and it's becoming like a thing in fantasy as well that are dealing with like the obvious mental health things that would come with these experiences. When I was reading this, I was thinking about the chosen ones. Did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was that the one? That well, a lot of them do it. Like in gilded ones, they yeah. talk about because obviously a lot of these girls have been like tortured and abused before they mm. get taken to be a what like, that these are lucky warriors, and it deals with all of them like trying to move on from what's yeah. been done with them. And like some of them were tortured worse than Decker. You find that out over time. Like, one person was locked in a box. She wouldn't drown, but they locked her underwater in a box and she drowned over and over and over again oh. for years before she was found. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, and then it deals with, like, the, yeah, we'll see, the mental health fallout <laughs> from that. But I really like the most, like, like you said, King of Scars, they're, they're talking about that. Yeah. And I enjoy that because there's always been a thing that's bothered me with fantasies. You'll get these... And they do it in Skullduggery as well. <clears throat> you know, they really deal with Valkyrie's mental health really well after everything that happens. That's what I didn't like about Game of Thrones. Because mm. they all go through this horrific stuff and they're just like, okay. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, well, a, I'm, I'm a prince, so I can yeah. handle this. Like, uh. 
I was raped by my twin brother. Um, yeah, I really like that's becoming like a. I think it's just a sign of the times mm-hmm. where we're a lot more aware of it. But I like I like that part. It's happening in all books. It's happening in all genres. I'm really. Even when you get to it, like a to a certain extent, Akatar. Yeah. Like, like yeah, fluffy romance books. They're dealing with it. You need to. You have to. I just yeah, I like how it's becoming like normal conversation, like part of your characterization. I think. Yes, definitely. You can know. It, there's no excuse anymore to put a character through hell and then just be like, have fine. it never dealt with again. Because they're the chosen one. Like they yeah. don't feel anxiety. Like, no PTSD. Human beings. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I really liked about this. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So I'm gonna quickly do this because I think then, yeah, I did speak about it before. So my two listened ones bone witch and then the second book of the series heart forger yeah you tell me i i put that in my library it's really good Mm. um apart from apart from the i don't like the way the narrator does the men because it's a woman narrator it's not really helpful yeah (laughs) that if you can get past that (laughs) it's a good listen i really want to buy the books though because there's so many characters in this that i'm really i'm struggling to keep up listening i don't think i'm are you on the second one yeah well, the second one I've listened to before going to sleep that hasn't helped because mm-hmm. then I keep getting mixed up about where I am. Yeah, I've been I've been meaning to listen to it during the day, but the thing is, where I've been ill, I don't want to listen to an audiobook while I'm at work because it makes me sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, second one I have heard in bits and pieces, but I kind of now know the plot enough. But it's a very good world. Mm. Basically, you all got these things called Heart's Glass, and I think I've sort of summarised this before so I'm not going to go too much <clears throat> and I think so. yeah if you're magical you get a silver hearts glass and then that means you're an, an usher and you get taken to like get trained to be an usher but our main character is a dark usher mm. and they are able to put these monsters called Deva back to like to kill them yeah. and they will rise again so these these demons like resurrect over and over and dark usher basically just go around but they're also because they can read hearts glass they're also able to be healers because you can read hearts glass to see if someone's sick stuff like that but they're not treated very well dark usher they're like looked down upon by everyone else who have different like why does this happen i know (laughs) and they're the most powerful but they're you know and then she kind of uncovers conspiracies of what's been done to keep dark usher downtrodden and then also there's a certain type of magic that's corrupted and that's found its way into governments. But it snaps between Tia as a when she's young, being trained to be an usher and then all what she goes through. And then it snaps forward to the present day where she's telling her story to a a bard basically who like goes around and she's like basically I want people to know my story because I'm about to do some crazy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole, I like that. So you like the whole time you know she's about to do something big and she's like that's why she's telling her story to the bard from beginning yeah. to end. So it, it goes from the bard's point of view observing her what she's doing when she's about to do the big shit. Yeah. And then whenever he, he, she's like telling him the story it goes back to Tia's point of view in the okay. past okay and it kind of switches back and forth that sounds interesting it does make it quite slow that mm-hmm. style of story i'm only i've finished book two and i still the two points of the story haven't met up yet okay. i don't know how we get from the end of what happens to her to where we are now okay and really they're not too far apart so i'm not really sure mm. but there's a thing that she can do called shadow glass 
which is different to your you can get corrupted and you get dark hearts glass which is like the dark magic okay but if you take too much of it in it corrupts you and you become kind of like a perverted version of these day these davas Mm -hmm. but like worse yeah um so yeah but it gives her a lot of power and it's quite seductive Mm. and tears just like well, if we're trained how to use it properly, instead of just being like told don't, maybe we wouldn't have so many corrupt yeah. Asher and stuff yeah, like that. Of but then she goes in search of a thing called Shadow Glass, which is like all consuming power, but it means she could protect people. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. And it kind of follows whatever she's doing to get Shadow Glass is like what she's the big thing she's doing in the present. Mm-hmm. But you're not told what the consequences of her getting Shadow Glass is, just it'd be bad. Okay. But she seems to think it will save everyone, but we don't understand how it will save everyone, and it's now it's still not explained. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so it's quite... How long is the series? Do you know? It's three books. Okay, okay, so you'll get the results. Yeah, I've just started answers. listening to the third one Okay. this weekend. That was another thing I was hoping to do before the update, but there we are. Yeah, yeah. so that's another one. It's quite good. And then I want to buy you're the listening book to that on the Audible library. Yeah, they're only included, which I mm. thought was quite cool because then to buy the paperbacks they're like 10 pounds each so Mm. that's good yeah so my last one is it was an arc i read but the book came out this month um it came out in october okay um and it's called reprieve by james han matson and it was marketed wrong it's getting bad okay. reviews because it was marketed to the wrong people. Oh no! Yeah, so I was not not disappointed. The book was good when I realised it wasn't what I was told it would be. Okay, that makes What's, sense. What were you told? So it was put up as an arc for people who enjoy horror, and okay. it was about a escape room gone wrong. And I was like, yes, because yeah. I love escape room films. And I love the ones that like secretly have murderers or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, what's not to love. And it wasn't, it wasn't. So it it's more of a literary novel. So okay. it follows four people who end up in this escape room environment. But the escape room part is like the last 15% of the book. And the rest of it oh. is the story, basically the entire life stories of these four people how they intersect, meet up, and end up in this escape room. And then the escape room element, you don't actually even experience. It's just through police interviews after the fact. So it was good. More of drama than a horror. Yeah, it was good. Everyone that picked it up as an arc was expecting horror, escape from horror. So it's getting quite bad reviews just because yeah. it's been it's been marketed to the wrong people. It was good for what it was. I wouldn't have picked it up otherwise if, okay. if it had been marketed differently. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. It reminded me of um, Emily St. James Mandel, I think that's her name. Okay. And I really like her books because they're very non-linear and they're different characters and how they all meet. Yeah, you're so fine. it reminded me of that. Yeah. But it just wasn't what I was expecting going in, so I didn't have the level of enjoyment I maybe would have had if I'd known what it was about. Because well, the whole time you're just like, where's the escape room? I was like, where's the killer in an escape room? Yeah. Or where's the escape room that's made to kill people 
Uh, was that published, published, or independently published? It's published, published. So that's where some marketing editing person made an error there, or yes, made a decision. A hundred percent. And he's just, it's totally out of the author's control. Yeah. And it's yeah. just gone the complete wrong way. And so, unfortunately, the reviews are not great. God bless. And I'm in a, I'm in a Discord of creepy horror books, yeah. of people who read. And a few other, I mentioned it, and a few other people have read it as well as ARCs, and also said they were really disappointed. Yeah. But they they could appreciate it for what it was, but they weren't the audience. And they're annoyed, for it. yeah. Because they're audience. That's yeah. such a shame. And I feel sorry for him. I think it's yeah. his second book, and he should have better reviews. It should have yeah. gone out to the arc should have gone out to people who would enjoy that kind of book. Well, it's more not even crime. It's just contemporary kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It was more like a mystery element i guess yeah but that was a very small element it's yeah it yeah, should have just been a the main theme of the book basically yeah. yeah yeah so i feel a little bit sorry for him it wasn't a bad book it's just i wasn't in the right mindset for it because i wanted to read horror books and people getting slaughtered yeah <laughs> there was like no slaughtering there was barely we didn't witness the slaughtering <laughs> we need to witness the slaughtering <laughs> and i just remembered just quickly i read another book that was okay. an arc in um, October and it came out in October called Midnight Kiss yeah. and it was completely the opposite to everything else it was so it's a companion novel a novelette n- novelette novella novella thank you to another series that I haven't read and it was about a witch <laughs> and she meets a vampire oh god and <laughs> literally within about 10 seconds of meeting they're having sex and Great. then it's about how the witches and vampires are not supposed to mix <laughs> and their families kind of don't like it. And it's only a short book and it was so fun and I couldn't put it down. It was really, really enjoyable. Okay, And that cool. was by Sylvia St. Garcia or something. It was really, really fun. Oh my God. For no, oh, that does sound it was, good. I literally, I just picked it up on a whim as an arc and yeah it was so enjoyable i'm actually gonna try the main series that it's a companion for sylvia g sanchez that's who it's by Ah. and it was called midnight kiss yeah really fun and the main series is called like heathen something something so yeah there's witchy vampire sex in the first few pages the unnatural brethren is what the main series is called I don't know if those characters are in the main series or whatever. Yeah, they were fun. Like and, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> that was it, really. Right, so that's everything. Yeah, we've spoken for a while. Spoken for a while. We about both said we've not books. read much. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. To be fair, though, none of them were like super simple plots to explain, I don't think. No, except the witch and the vampire just had sex. Yeah. Bit, really. That was it. Like, <laughs> less than a minute. Yeah. Boom, done. Done. That's exactly why like that. that. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> They met, boom, done. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So we will see you next month with another one we've been reading. Hopefully, and there'll be next more. Next week with something else. Yeah, hopefully, we will have read more books. Mm. November will be kinder to us, hopefully. hopefully. Let you us would know. hope. Let us know what you've been reading. Yeah. Find us on Instagram, Lazy Book Lovers Podcast. Please. Yes. Thank Do you. It. Thanks. Have Bye. a good week, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening. Check out the link tree in our Instagram bio for our blogs, TikToks and our own Instagrams.